Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. This is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Well, a lot has happened over the past few days, a lot to talk about on the news front and also the social stratosphere as well. I am going to forego the sports tonight, but I will come back for an impromptu session for all that. Uh, but I definitely wanted to get into the war on the street. I will be discussing Trump's uh, national emergency uh, declaration. Also, we will be getting into some Jesse Smollett, a little bit of that. And also, I wanted to talk some about, about some Colin Kaepernick, of course, some Gucci, and a Eventually, I want to wrap everything up with some black cinema, being that this is Black History Month. Why not? Uh, but let's get right into it. Of course, we're going to be talking about Trump's, uh, basically his emergency declaration. Uh, basically, he wants to drive his point home about building that wall uh, on the southern border from Mexico. Uh, now, he is invoking the Emergency Act of 1976. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background about that. Uh, it was drafted up in 1975 by Democratic uh Sorry, House of Representatives, well, basically a, a congressman, a Democratic uh, congressman. It was eventually passed along the House uh, with relative ease in 1975. There was some amendments added that same year, and eventually it was signed in 1976 by President Gerald, uh, Gerald Ford. Uh, now, basically what it does, it empowers the president to activate special powers in times of an emergency. Uh, he is given 136 extra powers, uh, including... Um, you know, full control of the military, uh, pretty much full control of the budget, so on and so forth. Uh, and there is one statute. Uh, it did come out in 1982, and I believe uh, this is the one that they're using in order to push this wall. It is it's re related to military construction. Uh, now, the thing about it is I'm trying to figure out what threat are they talking about, per se, in terms of a... Uh, a threat of violence or anything like that in terms of immigration. I'm trying to figure out what the national security is when it's just talking about immigration. Um, that's the biggest deal, in my opinion. Uh, now, he is given 136 extra powers, and, and Congress is only uh, given uh, the given freedom to actually... Um, well, is actually given the right to approve only 13 of those of those powers. So uh, Congress really has no say. So uh, it's pretty much well, it's, it's, it's what it entails, you know, executive uh, executive power, executive special powers on top of that. Uh, this was. I guess added as a need there was some need I guess in the late 70s to empower the president in times of an emergency I guess it kind of makes sense because it just consolidates all the power it centralizes it in a time where you probably just need one person to say something uh, one person to do something but this I, in my opinion a situation for a border I don't get it. Uh, of course, like I said, uh, Trump's spokesperson, basically the White House spokesperson, was on Fox News arguing, uh, basically trying to drive the point home to uh, basically invoking past presidents and past military excursions uh, we, where we went to different countries uh, in order to fight or combat certain, you know, terrorists or so on and so forth. Again, I'm trying to draw the terrorism, the terrorists uh, from the Latin American uh, immigrants, albeit illegal immigrants, uh, albeit from them, I cannot see the, the the same terrorists that you're seeing and I cannot equate them to actual Al-Qaeda, actual ISIS. I cannot do that. Uh, sorry, Mr. President. Sorry, Mr. White House spokesperson. 
you have to elaborate. Uh, the only thing that I can really see outside of a threat of drugs, because if we if we really if we really want to go there and say, well, you know, they're bringing drugs here, they're bringing, uh, like I said, they're bringing this extra violence here. Well, let's look at our jails. What are the jails filled up, filled with American-born citizens? More likely, American-born black men. So let's not fool ourselves here. The media can tell us one thing. Media can sit there and lie and say, oh well. The, these Latino immigrants are bringing all these different drugs. Well, who's selling them once they get to the street? American dealers. In a discussion. So really, what is your problem here? Is it really is it really the fact that they're coming here? I get it. A lot of, well, all of them that are coming here for a long time are probably living tax-free. I do understand that. That's why I think we should make it easy for them to attain citizenship in order to tax that ass. Period. Why not? I think it's I think it's perfect. Why not just let them sign up, become immigrants, and just tax tax them? Period. Call it a day. You don't. I mean, it's like you make you 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 give them you charge them an arm and a leg just to sign up for citizenship. Then you don't even guarantee that they get it. Of course, they're gonna sneak over here forever and a day. But again, when I hear you know talks about the border and talks about national security based on border walls and protection, what I'm hearing is Latino immigration bad, European immigration good. If I'm wrong, please, please talk to me. But that's what I'm hearing. Not to say that I'm all you know for people coming here and living free. No, that's why I say we should probably ease immigration laws up. So in order to tax them. They need to become full citizens in order to, for them to be taxed, right? I mean, why not? Why not make it? Why not make it easy so we can get something out of it? Be, you know, don't y'all want taxpayers? Don't y'all want a tax base? I think the problem is really it's about numbers. It's about population figures. Uh, what you're looking at is a situation where uh, whites may not be the uh, the, my, the majority, uh, the by percentage or by sheer number, within the next twenty five or twenty, maybe even fifteen years, if the, if they feel this this wall is not put up, I think that's the big problem. I think the crime is 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 some is a is a is a is somewhat of a factor, but they're just throwing it out there for lower lower minded people, for people who want really want to be racist so on and so forth the big problem here is numbers and percentages they are running out of time as a majority if they are no longer majority they cannot control certain positions like that they cannot control they cannot control voting habits even if they wanted to cheat you know things will be quite different without them being the majority i think that's the national security right there that's your problem that's your issue latinos are the fastest growing population in this country I, go ahead. That's the problem. Yes they're, yes, they're coming here illegally. A lot of them, yes, they are. This is true. Uh, however, uh, not all of them are gangbangers. Not all of them are selling drugs. Period. That's just the way it is. Like I said, look at our look at what our prisons are made up of. These are people who are American-born citizens who've killed and robbed each other. We're just as bad as any immigrant. So let's not let's not make them let's not demonize them. Let's really let's really get to the bottom of the situation because I think there's I mean I, again if if immigration worked in the 1920s at Ellis Island and Angel Island when they were coming in at, by the millions on boats from Europe and they just had to sign in on pieces of paper. Why can't they do that now when you have computers and and all type of information systems? 
and they're they're right next and these and these countries are right next to us they're not even traveling across an ocean i find it very just you know inconvenient it's inconvenient to a lot of different people and now i'm sorry mr trump you're inconveniencing a lot more people because you really feel that this is somewhat of a national security issue when it's not i'm just saying there's there's pretty there's a lot more issues going on uh than illegal immigration sorry there's there's low wages high prices of living so on and so forth here there's your crooked ass who I, let's not get into that but anyways he is he is being sued by 16 states and this lawsuit is being uh spearheaded by Javier Becerra the attorney general for California and uh, this is what he said he was going to do uh, when he was running for this position. And this is why he got my vote. And this is what Mr. Becerra is doing. I commend him for that. That is what I was expecting. That's what I wanted him to do, to go after these guys. That's smart. He's Like I said, this is a 16-state uh, lawsuit. Uh, he will also be backed by Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, ha uh, Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Minnesota, Nevada, uh, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, and also Oregon. So, And I'm pretty sure over time, a couple more states will add to the fold, too. And uh, this is funny because this is all, um, not only, you know, we're seeing, of course, Democratic-ran states, you know, getting after Trump and doing this again uh, the White House spokesperson uh, he was he had a heated debate heated argument with a host on Fox News again Fox News is their news hub that is where they promote their you know that's where they promote well that's where they promote their propaganda pretty much that's their propaganda war machine and for them to go back and forth and have a heated discussion about this and you're seeing uh a republican you know supporter going hey i don't support that uh this method of you going about this that says a lot that shows some fractures within this party uh, is there's a, quite a few Republican senators senators speaking out speaking out against this as we speak. Uh, and it's just very interesting. I will keep you guys updated on that. But as of now, he's being sued and uh, the declaration is on. He had he made it this morning. Uh, but with that being said, before I let you go, uh, we move on to the next story. Immigration has gone down 75 percent since 2000 so let that sink in again immigration has dropped 75 percent since 2000 so is it really an issue or is it that the damage has been done let's not have any more we're already kind of fucked in terms of our population numbers and we need to do something to end this I I'm just saying, cause I'm, I'm not all these people are drug dealers, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna treat them as such, and I'm not gonna view them as animals, despite what this president is saying. This is a person to person basis. Yes, there might be some people hiding within these immigrant camps, and they might they might be killers. They might be that. That's our response. That you know whose responsibility once they cross the border. Unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately if they're doing their job. The police will catch him, and he'll be deported, and that's how it works out. But not all these people are drug dealers, and not all these people are monsters and rapists and all that. Because if they're going to say that about them, they're for sure saying it about us. And are we all like that? No. No. But we do cry wolf. 
which segues me to my next story. Mr. Jesse Smollett, I could be pronouncing his his name wrong, uh, but of course he's from uh, Empire fame. He has a sister that's an actor as well. Uh, her name is Journey, but more so let's get back to Mr. Jesse. Now, of course, we all know about him being attacked January 29th in the, in the heart of the, the Chicago city, in the Chicago winter. And um, the, this is, you know, it was so crazy. It was a, such a random attack. And, you know, your boy showed up, you know, on uh, Good Morning America and uh, described his situation. You know, he said he was, you know, uh, basically called homophobic names and, you know, all type of derogatory words by two Caucasian pro-Trump men. They beat him down and they put bleach on him and um, they put a, a, a rope around his neck. And we felt some type of way. Well, a lot of people felt some type of way. I looked to, I looked to uh, social media, of course, after I looked to the news because, you know, social media, oh man, those memes, oh, something else. But you know, of course, everybody has something to say. Of course, people say this was wrong. Uh, this is this this is just an example of this type of this, this is the example of uh, what the, what's the type of stuff we should be looking out for in a Trump dominated country. Saw a lot of paintings from black artists, you know, just you know, basically, you know, depicting what happened to white males beating up Mr. Smollett, and. Um, you know, you see the bleach bottles and all these different paintings and these different memes just saying, yeah, that's how they feel about us still. And, and you you want to get you want to get in your feelings. But something about me and sometimes I just think too hard about things and automatically things just didn't seem right to me. Things just didn't seem right. It just who in the hell is out in two o'clock in the morning for subway subway where is subway open to a maybe in chicago downtown chicago somewhere in some major big time city because no no subway where i'm at is open at two in the morning first and foremost okay can you dig where i'm coming from here just saying and it's it's the winter time in chicago and you're out two in the morning and we all heard about the winter vortex Everything is negative 20 degrees, 60 degrees, minus 60 degrees wind chill. What the hell are you doing outside in the first place? That's, it just didn't click with me. So it just, the story itself, I just kind of, hmm, you know, it was unfortunate if it really happened, but hey, it's too iffy for me. Now, it's been confirmed that the surveillance is showing that it wasn't two white men. It wasn't true two pro two pro Trump white boys. It was two Nigerian brothers who happened to know Mr. Smollett. How interesting. How convenient. How strange. It's fucking weird, bro. It's fucking weird.
Now, the sex space in question were, that were in question were Ola and Abel Asundario. Uh, they are from uh, Nigeria. Like I said, they were for, are from Nigeria, and they had been, uh, they actually previously know uh, Smollett through uh, Empire. They had, one of them appeared on an episode uh, in season two. So they go back a little bit. The police eventually let them go because now, and this is quotes, this is this is pretty much an excerpt from what they said. I'm paraphrasing here. The trajectory of the cha- of the case has changed. Whoa! So we're not talking a hate crime here. No, we're no longer no longer no longer talking a, a, a robbery. We're no longer talking any of that. We're talking somebody staging WWE style a backstage brawl a backstage beatdown really is that what we've come to <sighs> really they go to the guy's apartment uh, they came to they recently uh, the two brothers recently came back yeah so they came back to Chicago and uh, police investigated their apartments. What do they? What do you think they found at their apartments? What do you think, guys? Huh? They found bleach. They found the rope. They found the mask. I'm not too sure about the, the pro-Trump hats, but they definitely found the rope and the bleach. They claim they bought the rope at a local hardware store. So this is, to me, becoming a pre-coordinated instance. Now you have to ask yourself, well, why would somebody do this? Why? Seriously. To me, it well, recently it came out that he was going to be written off the show. Now, now I get it. You don't want to lose your job, but really, you don't. Do you not believe in your talent enough to at least try to look for another job, another gig? Were you looking for some type of sympathy? Were you looking to create some social chaos? Because, you know, of course, you know, the media gets involved and they push the homophobic line. They push the racism line. They push anything to get us, I mean, black people, all up in arms about something. They love to get us antsy about something. So what was the point? What was the point of getting yourself jumped, bro? I'm not... I'm not getting it. That doesn't it doesn't register with me. I think that's stupid. You don't need to look for sympathy. You don't need to create drama. Because you discredit what happens to black men when you do that. You discredit what happens to gay people. When you do something like that, you just discredit what happens to people like Tamir Rice, 
you when you pull stuff like that, you disrespect what happened to people like Gwen Araujo. Yeah. When you do stuff like that, you basically disrespect and you and you and you laugh at you're basically you you were trying to gain publicity and some type of sympathy for you know on the backs of what happened on the lives and of the spirit and the souls of people like Sandra Bland. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse. When you stage attacks like that, you disrespect the death of of Matthew Shepard. These were people who were actually attacked, killed for who they were, for, re for really attacked and really killed, really had to suffer for who they were. What you just said was a big fuck you. And I can get my 15 more 15 minutes of fame for it. So I don't respect you, bro. And I don't respect the movement you're trying to make from your little silly situation either. I don't like it. In those people's name, I'll give you an. I'll give, this is I, this is a big fuck you for trying to get over on the deaths and the and the aggressions toward other people. Fuck you. Really, really, bro. Fuck you. We're gonna move on. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we're going to uh, break down a couple more stories. Of course, we're going to be talking some Colin Kaepernick. I'm probably going to go off the deep end a little bit again there as well. And then uh, we're going to also be talking about uh, that Gucci nonsense as well. And then, like I said again, I'm, I'm going to wrap everything up with some black cinema talk. I will be doing my compare and contrast of Sugar Hill and New Jack City, my two favorite uh, Wesley Snipes movies. So uh, we have a bit to go, and I will be right back, y'all. All right. All right, y'all. I'm back. I'm going to talk some Colin Kaepernick. Now, recently, uh, he settled uh, in his collusion case with the NFL, uh, somewhere in the realms of 80 to 90 million. But really, who's counting? Uh, now, people call this a victory. Uh, they say that this proves that the NFL was colluding against Colin Kaepernick, although he had two offers uh, waiting for him. Uh, a couple of his salary demands were unreasonable for his circumstances, however. Uh, however, he was given two opportunities to play in the league, but that is neither here nor there. His buddy, Eric Reed, who still has a job, despite him also claiming this league is racist and wants to silence him, uh, got his paycheck too. Everybody laughed, everybody smiled, everybody was joyous. But a brother by the name of William McCoy, Vallejo, California, was gunned down by the police. Six officers opened multiple rounds on his body, 20 years old. 20 bullets hit his car, dead in seconds. Man, I fell asleep in his car with a gun in his lap. Now, I don't know how he got into that predicament. Maybe he was grinding and going through the life that he has to go through as a young black male in this country. And, uh, and, and it's a fine line. Believe me. There is that fine line of racism. And, yeah, 
it's kind of fucked up decisions. It's a mixture of fucked up decisions and racism all rolled into somewhat of a difficult existence. And I don't know how he found himself asleep with his gun in his in his lap, but he was awoken to gunfire. And yes, we all know about it. Yes, we there is awareness. See, that's what everybody keeps telling me that Colin was supposed to be doing. Oh, it's awareness. He wanted to bring awareness. Well, how long have, have there been Willie McCoys? How long have we, how long has it been since Trayvon Martin passed? How many other brothers must die in the same situation? And see, I know what a lot of people are going to say. Well, you know, these some of these people were criminals and this, that, and the other. Well, if we get into a gun battle, you and the police get into a gun battle, well, if they, if they apprehend a suspect and a suspect pulls a weapon and they shoot him, I'll give them that. In the case of Oscar Grant, when you are hard tied, you're on your stomach, it's your feet tied, as well as your hands, you're not a threat. 12-year-old boy, Black boy, Tamir Rice, killed with a BB gun. Yet these young white guys, fully loaded automatic assault rifles, live to see another day. But we saw, we've seen this story so many different times. I'm pretty sure the awareness aspect of this is over. I'm pretty sure we're all aware what's going on so I don't think it's about being aware anymore we can't just simply aware and accept what's going on and just say oh we don't like it so we're going to take a knee for it see that requires legislative change I'm sure you think taking a knee and, and, and getting white people to feel simple, sentimental to you will Will just automatically change the world. No. Laws have to pass. Legislation has to be enacted. Police chiefs have to Im- implement better training strategies. Better hiring tech t- strategies. Maybe we need more black police chiefs. Oh, but that's a house nigga job. There you go. Nobody wants to be a DA, but we want to complain when the DA come and get us. We complain about this system continuously. Yet when you commit your crime, you're going to face a white judge nine times out of ten. Do you think you're going to get the benefit of the doubt in that case? Hell the fuck no. So why even get trapped in the system in the first place? Now here we are. Taking the 80 to 90 million and running with it. Not a law has been changed. Yeah, two or three cops might have been locked up. But we're talking, we need generational change. Legislation needs to be passed. So, yes, those cops are locked up. That's one off. That's for, they're, they're being punished for that one off event. There should be changes that need to be implemented that em- eliminates that entire threat. How does that work? Oh, and then everybody goes, well, you can't change the bigotry. You can't, ch-. no, no, no. But you can make it so that motherfucker can lose his job and get tried for murder. 
if 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 you are a if you're a cop, you've been issued a weapon. If somebody in 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 a, if you're in a situation where you're apprehending a a suspect that does not have a weapon, you are you are in charge of that situation. There's no need for that person to end up dead ever. I'm sorry. There's no excuse for anyone ending up dead, when, especially when they have no weapon. How could you ever be a threat to someone that does unless they already don't like you? But then again, we don't want to be cops. We mad at the DA. You see the point? I'm not saying, you know, it's hard. Yes, we get longer prison sentences. Yes, that's true. Yes, there's there's reforms that need to happen. But taking knees and wearing special socks does not get those changes to happen. It would be nice if you would have met up with a with a black legislator, a black lawyer, petition with black lawyers, get black lawyers together, get black congressmen who make, make the law. Because remember, this is a checks and balances system. Your president is not going to write that law. Police chiefs are elected. Maybe we should think about becoming some one day. Maybe, just say it's, it's an idea. We need more mayors, more lawyers. Because the football player, look, he didn't really want to play football. Let's, let's keep it real. He, the dude didn't really want to play football. So the football thing, it's obviously getting old, right? Cause this guy goes around and and he goes to the he goes to the he has the nerve to go to the minor league. Everybody knows this is the minor league. Everybody knows ain't nobody getting paid more than two hundred fifty k. Going to tell him, well, I want twenty million to play in your league in the minor league. I thought you were pro ready. That's bullshit. Cause a pro, a really a pro a pro a pro quarterback that makes it to pro balls consistently and really is about his business does not finish ever finish second on his on his depth chart behind Blaine Gabbert, and he did. He finished two seasons behind Blaine Gabbert on his death on his own death chart. It had nothing to do with him, and that had nothing to do with him taking a knee. He couldn't outplay him on the field. Now we can take it back to football. The man threw for negative five yards against the against the Bears. That same year, the Bears had a higher draft pick than pick than them, which means they sucked worse than them. And he still threw for negative five yards. He never led in any passing statistics. He never went to a pro ball. You, you, everybody's hyping that one playoff run that he was responsible for losing. Just like the other one against the Seahawks. Where do you think the, the Legion of Boom came from? He threw the intercession that gave that gave Richard Sermon life. What do you think? What do you think led to that promo? Don't you ever mess with the best? What 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 can't what what set that up? An interception throw by who? Colin Kaepernick. That's the best he could do. We could take it. We could make this a football argument. All types of arguments. It's, he's he's not. He was not that great of a player, y'all. And him saying pro black things does not change that. Sorry. I can't be late to my job and then say Black Lives Matter and then, and expect not to have for that to happen. And, and and for real, if that job is really out there, if if, if you feel that your job, if your if your way, well, if your employer is is really against who you are, who you are about, if you feel they were colluding against you, why would you ever petition for twenty million dollars from the minor league 
from that same sport. Dude, that's a whore move. I don't even know why Eric Reed playing if he really feels the way that he if he feels. He sure enough took that re-signing from the Panthers, though. About $60 million, something like that. See, because it was about getting paid. See, now, see that's, that's why I'm getting the YouTube channel soon. Because I'm going to be making commercials and making little spoofs. I'm going I'm to spoof this. Revolutionaries for hire. I'm going to have me and my, another light-skinned brother. We're going we gonna to dress up like both of them. I'm going to have an afro on. And we finna, we finna really do this. Because, no, because this is what it looked like. I ain't seen them since the, the Nike commercial. Ain't no law being changed. Matter of fact, they just shot another brother in my... Five minutes from where I live, police just shot a brother. Five minutes from where I live a weekend ago. About a weekend ago. Up and coming rapper. That's what they doing. And 90 million supposed to st- supposed to stop it. Money can't stop everything. Stop trying to think money is not... No, money is not important. Legislation is... You want their little hand? Out. I don't want the handout. That's the that's the that's the easy route. That's the low hanging fruit. That doesn't bring the that doesn't ch- bring the change that you want. And I feel that a lot of y'all missed the boat with that guy. Y'all still y'all still want somebody to acknowledge what you're going through rather than change what you're going through. We are. We should already be aware of police brutality. What should happen now is it should be eradicated. Forget the awareness. Forget letting people know. Forget reminding people. There's nothing to remind people of. If we feel that there's an issue, we need we need to demand changes. Not sit here and demand or ask for money or accept bribes, accept money, accept commercial TV ads. This is not this is not to be sold. The song came out for a reason. The revolution is not to be televised. Televised. It's supposed to just happen. It's not supposed to be corporate. It's not supposed to be Nike. It's not supposed to be none of that. Supposed to be you and I in the street taking it to them, whether it's through protesting, whether it's through voting. Whether it's through somebody in our community becoming a a leader, politically, law wise, we us supporting that 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 aspect, not just becoming a football player, then realizing I'm not that great of a football player, and just accepting bribes everywhere you go, and becoming a a a a, a an activist, an activist savant. At that. Don't disrespect our people like that. We need real changes. We don't need no more awareness. We just need to make things happen. It's time to make this. It's not the era of, of awareness. That was like the 90s and shit. We know what's going on. Now it's time to change what's going on. Period. Which leads me into Gucci. Fuck are we mad at Gucci for? Didn't we already agree and come come to the conclusion that Gucci was racist years ago? I think that the issue, real quick, I'm going to get into this one real quick. I think the issue with Gucci is we've spent so many years buying into it, promoting it, 
through our music, buying it. We see, because remember, we want to be just like everybody else in the way that we're, we want to be seen in high regard. We still want the African-American flair. Don't get me wrong. But we still want to have Gucci. We still want to be, be considered amongst that crowd. I'm sorry. That's why you got a rapper named Gucci Man. I told him I got to change my name up. Yeah, well, I guess you do. If you really feel like you have to. But you already, we already knew, we already know Gucci was racist. Timbaland's racist. Not the, not the producer. But, you know, the boots. He's very, he does not like the fact that us brothers wear, wear his boots with jeans in the hood. We do not, he does not think that the way that we do that is fashion conscious at all. Have you ever heard him talk about it? He don't like it. But I'm telling you, what's funny is that years later, after the backlash hit, I swear to God, if you, if I mean, there's a YouTube commercial, I don't know if you checked it out. There's a YouTube commercial now talking about Timberlands. They was raised for the woods and brought up in the streets. I'm telling you, you see, it's, it's amazing. It, look. Y'all surprised because y'all went ahead and bought all that sh all that shit. See me, it don't bother me because I don't buy none of that. It doesn't bother. It doesn't bother me. I don't support them. It would offend somebody that if that patronizes them. That's what I get. Stop. You shouldn't have been patronizing them. See, don't see. And this is funny because now everybody wants to come out the woodwork and say, "Yeah, we gotta support black owned, black this." There's been black owned businesses forever. I know a couple black owned businesses. I can refer you to some. I can refer you to a black chiropractor. I can re refer you to a black cop podcast host. What if I told you? What if I told you I had a black, I had a special relationship with a black seamstress? What if I told you my best friend is a music engineer and if you need beats, you should holler at him? What if I told you I knew a Latino barber who cuts amazing hair? Come on now. I'm just saying, you should be supporting each other. If you we were supporting each other from the get-go, we wouldn't be pissed off. Well, we know for a fact is that the black is that black people buy the most product. We are the highest consumer group in this country. I'm not gonna say worldwide numbers, I'm not gonna get into that. But I know for a fact that black people in this country have the highest buying power. Can we name because I can't do, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna have to do some research. When I find some, I'll, I'll talk we'll talk some more about this. But can we name three four Fortune five hundred black corporations? How many black uh, CEOs do you know about? That's legit. That we that's big time. That we know. See, we don't even publicize our own. We don't own no media. And it's it's probably it's definitely black CEOs. I'm not saying that there's none. I'm I was, I'm not gonna ever say that. No, believe me. I know for a fact that there are. I'd like to be a CEO one day. That's why I know they they they're gonna exist and they do exist. But that's not. I'm just saying we have to be able to control control something or be involved in some facet of of how this system works i'm sorry or support our own that it's not that it's not that difficult oh and again 
And this is the thing about the whole meme thing. I just came across a meme that was talking about Mr. Popo. I'll fight any one of you SJWs, you, you little social justice warriors over, over Mr. Popo. He's made to look like an alien. We already know he's an alien, bruh. And there's nothing, there's nothing in that show that says that he's black. Just like Dynamics. We made Dynamics and Piccolo black. Now, in kind of looking on it, they was kind of treated like brothers, like black people. But still, that's what we applied to them later. There was no blackface with Mr. Popo. I'll fight you over Mr. Popo. He was made to look like an alien. He looked like, I never thought of him. I never put blackface in my mind looking at him. I looked at him and thought about alien. He was chilling with another alien in comedy. So what are you talking about? Stop with your, with your mean bullshit. Tired of memes, man. Just make them funny. Keep, to, keep memes funny. Make memes funny again. Stop making them political. And stop trying to put facts in memes. That's not what they're here for. You don't even get the facts right anyways. Like recently, I came across this one about Jizza from uh from uh Wu Tang clan talking about he he graduated from MIT in quantum physics. Now, don't get me wrong, man. I'm not saying that it's not possible. So I had to look it up. And no, turns out he didn't, but he has an affinity for it, which and I'll give him that. I'll give him his affinity probably gives him more knowledge of it than at least me. And I don't know nothing about quantum physics. But still my point is he didn't go to school for that. Stop making shit up and putting it on memes. It does not make us look cool. It does not add fire to our movement. It makes us look stupid. Okay? And all that Floyd Mayweather T.I. shit, that needs to... that. Please. Floyd said what he had to say. He asked for... Why are you not trying to boycott them for life as opposed to three months that y'all agreed to through T.I.? That's y'all new Negro house leader. Look. First of all, the Gucci, what y'all want to do with Gucci is 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 up to what y'all want to do. I don't buy, I never buy bought Gucci to to begin with. So, I, like again, I don't have a, I don't have a, a a dog in that fight. I'm not interested. But if you were to not fuck with Gucci, I wouldn't fuck with them no more. And in lieu of that, and in lieu of a lot of these white, I would start replacing white, you know, the the corporations that you go to with black owned merchants or. I say merchants of color. Go to different. Go to a market owned by somebody else. Go to a, you know. I, I'm just. I'm just saying. You know, it's very. It's. It's more than. I mean, it's more than one way to empower ourselves. And spending all day writing memes and and going back and forth on Facebook about Floyd Mayweather not being able to read and Ti's wife being a slut, which has not, which has gone far off topic than we need to be. Let's do something constructive and, 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 and buy black owned shit for real. Not just talk about it. Let's promote let's promote our own shit. Let's share each other's work. That's the whole point. Let's not spend let's not spend so much time mad at Gucci. Let's spend more time promoting a black designer. Multiple black designers. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to be doing. Within the next five, ten years, black corporations need to be on Forbes list. I'm sorry, we need to have we need to have those ambitions. Other, uh, if and if we don't, then we will be then we will be continuously thrown and marketed with with blackface. That's that's all I can say. I don't want to be the blackface people. 
I want us to have, I want us to be respected. When I say black power, that's not to discriminate against white folk. I just see black people in a higher position than which they are now. I don't want to be the worker all my life. Don't, 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 don't y'all feel the same way? I don't want to consistently be a consumer because that's what happens when you're consistently a consumer. They give you whatever they, they sell you, whatever they want. Now, you can sit there and say, well, we don't make up that, you know, much of a of a profit in Gucci in terms of their sales. But it's definitely was all over our culture. Now, before this whole this whole boycott even happened, uh, your boy Soldier Boy was all on Charlemagne the God in some Gucci. So come on, man, let's not let's not play ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves here. There's more that we could be doing. To support our own, to put our to put ourselves first. That's all I'm going to say here. For now, I'm going to take another quick break, and when I come back, like I said, I will be talking some black cinema. I will be doing my compare and contrast, Sugar Hill, and New Jack City. I will be right back. All right, y'all. So I'm going to wrap this up for tonight. And like I said, we're going to touch up on some black cinema. Uh, I'm going to take you back a little bit. Uh, We're going to be doing a compare and contrast. Uh, I'm going to be talking about two of my my favorite uh, Wesley Snipes movies. I like a lot of his movies, but these happen to be my top two favorites. New Jack City, I'm pretty sure a lot of you know about this one. And also Sugar Hill. This one might be a little bit more unknown to some of you. Uh, They're both kind of, well, for, for, uh, for one thing, they're both set in the same place. New York City. Uh, New Jack City comes out in 1991. Uh, Sugar Hill came out in 1994. I won't be going so much into a deep synopsis. Just a quick rundown of what uh, both flicks are all about. More so for Sugar Hill because I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys, I would say the majority of you have probably seen New Jack City or are familiar with I'm pretty sure you are. Uh, but so the synopsis will be more so for Sugar Hill. Uh, but we will definitely comp- be comparing certain elements, of course, uh, contrasting that's the whole point you know some pointing out some differences but um back into it um new jack city was uh, directed by mario van peebles a notable black director actor from the era late 80s early 90s all the way up really until the, the 2000s and he still acted i'm pretty sure on i think the uh, Broadway stage, also doing some acting and producing as well, uh, but definitely uh, somebody that you will see in a lot of different uh, black, a lot of really prominent black roles, uh, just a lot of different and a lot of different black movies. Mario Van Peebles, uh, but also of course you have uh, he's also playing a detective in the movie as well, out to get uh, Nino Brown. Uh, you also have uh, Ice T. He is in there playing a cop as well. His name is Scotty Applesworth. I always thought it was funny because uh, Ice-T, he was in a, well, he had a song called Cop Killer, and uh, he ended up playing Policeman, and I just think that that's that's how you know, uh, well, that joke ain't even, well, that's how you know we don't run uh, the entertainment industry, because only one group of people will sit there and say, yeah, you made a song called Cop Killer, we're for sure gonna make you a cop now for every other thing we see you in, I mean, come on. That's that's crazy. But anyways, he plays a cop in there as well. Uh, He befriends Pookie, of course. We know him played by Chris Rock. Uh, He plays uh, an informant. Uh, He infiltrates uh, Nino Brown. Uh, He goes through his little uh, crack habit, uh, faces some withdrawals and all that, but eventually does get clean. I believe he ends up getting murked at some point, though, as well. 
Uh, you also got Judd Nelson of Breakfast Club uh, for fame. He is part of the coalition to take down Nino Brown. As far as Nino Brown's crew is concerned, uh, you got uh, Alan Payne. Uh, he plays his brother G Money. You also got Bill Nunn in there as well, part of the clique. Uh, Christopher Williams, a throwback 90s actor as well. He's part of the clique, little financial brother getting it in on the financial hype, like I said. Um... And uh, yeah, you all, you, yeah, it's a stars to the cast. Um, New Jack City, I would say, focuses uh, definitely focuses on the glamour of being the top drug dealer. You know, shows you uh, the, the lavish parties, the women, the girls. Uh, you definitely see the 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 raw dog action. Uh, definitely with scenes, especially uh, with scenes where he takes the guy out, well, strips him down naked, has him walking outside the projects uh, right before he takes it over. So you see that element of it. Um, New Jack City, I'm sorry, uh, not New Jack City, but Sugar Hill is a little bit more subdued. Uh, it's middle, it's a lot more backstory. Uh, they'll get, it's not, and it's not so much montages per se, but it is some narration. Uh, it's a little bit slower. Uh, they kind of, they kind of tell you how, uh, the, well, how blacks came involved in came became involved within that underbelly of New York City. They talk a little about their connection with the mafia, so on and so forth. So it leads into it leads into the story. Uh, you you get some background. Uh, you figure out you figure out who all the characters are first. Then it kind of slowly builds into a story. Uh, New Jack City, like I said, is is pretty much action action packed. You got uh, Ice T chasing down crackhead. You know, Chris Rock, you already got, you know, some action going on and there's definitely, you know, more shootouts and I would say more, I would definitely say definitely more violence. But uh, one of the biggest contrasts that I got from both movies is the acting in Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill uh, was that it was given, I think, a lot clearer story. Um, which bugged me out because when I saw some of the uh, reviews for it, uh, they started, I mean, that's one of the things that they complained about uh, was its storyline, was its plot. Uh, I've heard, the, I heard, I was hearing words like contrived. And I really just feel like that's a result of black uh, media, not really, or black cinema, not really getting this just due. Uh, I felt like uh from both reviews, from the reviews that I read, and just the 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 uh, the ratings that I got, if you look at some of the reviews and uh, the IMDb scores or uh, Rotten Tomato scores, you'll see that New Jack City rates a little bit higher, or maybe even significantly higher, if we're talking Rotten Tomatoes, than Sugar Hill. I think the issue, uh, I think, is you know. I think it's weird uh, for, especially, you know, in that environment, you know, in the 90s, for you to see a different side of black people. You know, I, I guess you, you know, especially since New Jack City came out first, you know, you're just saying, oh, it's another movie about thugs, it's another movie about uh, black gangsters. I thought that was a little bit more, it was a little bit more nuanced uh, than New Jack City, definitely. Uh, like I said, it gives you a background into how these black gangs even came to be, how they uh, became prominent, uh, what they were, what they, I mean, because, you know, they were in, you know, in business with a lot of these Italian mobsters. So there is a backstory, there is a uh, coming of age for 
for, you know, Ra, um, sorry, Romello, who Wesley Snipes plays in this movie, and also his brother, Ray Nathan. Uh, so there is that, there is that evolution of them coming into their own entity, doing, going into business for themselves. You see that more here. Uh, New Jack City, you see the, the results of grinding. You pretty much see all the results of grinding. The flashy cards, uh, the, 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 the rings, the necklaces, the chains, and all that. Like I said, the hot woman, you see the results of that in uh sugar heel you'll give you're given different dynamics uh romello has already you know pretty much established himself uh himself he's become the top gangster in his in his in his vicinity him and his brother they're the top crew one of the top crews uh he but he eventually falls in love with a woman uh she's played by Teresa randall uh and he falls in love with this woman by the name uh excuse me uh he falls in love with this woman by the name of melissa and uh eventually you know she finds out about who he is what he does and he, she's not necessarily a fan of that i mean not a lot of women you know i think really would be you know in terms of just you know having you around just having you know just you know stability i don't think a lot of women that's looking for that would like that but uh she tries to work it out with him despite knowing what goes on i don't want again i don't want to give you guys too much of uh you know too much of of what's going on i don't want to give away any spoilers since i didn't really uh when i watched these movies again i forgot about reviewing them so i just kind of watched them for enjoyment and i'm basically just comparing them and, and going off for you guys on that level uh but again you know he's forced to change uh wesley snipes character in that movie romello is forced to change who he is in order to you know really you know be with this girl she's not trying to be you know in a situation you know with him or having you know hear about him dying because during the course one thing i will tell you is there is a killing of one of his crew members of one of the members of his crew during the course of the movie so that worries her uh, eventually they do try to move away but things don't work out you know uh like that and you know you see that dynamic of his brother ray nathan trying to pull him back you can't just leave me like that i'm trying to make this keep this empire going uh you're trying to just kind of leave me side saddled here by myself there's a lot going on here uh, you know he ended up pissing off the rival gang so you know he needed that help and you see you know you see it from a different side and i i think uh mainstream the mainstream reviewers, the mainstream critics, excuse me, and just mainstream review systems like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, they, IMDb, they kind of missed that in black, uh, in black cinema. I, I, it was almost like they want us to see us more crazy acting, uh, like New Jack City, as opposed to more refined, uh, more, you know, calculated, more subdued, almost, you know, more, almost sophisticated, uh, you know, almost you know mafia like they rather you we they rather us you know it's almost like they rather see you thuggish as opposed to you know ref, like i said refined and it, it was just kind of it's kind of crazy to me when i saw that uh with the reviews it's almost night and day in terms of uh the reviews and how people reviewed both of those movies uh so look into that i would definitely say check out sugar hill if you have not seen it i say it's a I mean, personally, if you look it up, you'll see uh, it's given like a rank of about five or something like that. I would personally, again, uh, I give it a seven, a seven, actually an eight. I love the the action wasn't all uh, the it wasn't a whole lot of action like New Jack City, but there was uh, it did build up. Uh, there was a significant climax that climax delivered and again there was character progression there was character you know movement characters had to go through things and i think you you saw that better uh 
in New Jack City. I mean, I'm sorry, you saw that better in in Sugar Hill as opposed to New Jack City. One thing I will give you uh, in New Jack City, though, is they did kind of give you the effects of of what the drug kingpin and, and all that lifestyle can do. You see the effects on the neighborhood. You see the ins and outs of the drug den. I, I really like that. You see the progression of Pookie, Pookie going through what he had to go through as a crackhead. And ultimately, uh, one of the penultimate scenes, well, actually the ultimate scene in the end, you see the old man finally getting back at, at uh, uh, at Mr. Nino Brown, you know, we thought he got away. The justice system let him go, but he was not going to get away really from the street. And the old man was able to shoot him. I thought that yeah, inning was really ripping there. I thought that was really good. Uh, but overall, I thought that Sugar Hill was underlooked because of those various for for various reasons, including, like I said before, just the backstory that it gave you. Uh, like I said, the character development that it gave you. And it gave you a different side to a black criminal underbelly. Sure, you saw Shadows, you seen Belly. I, I say, I say, check out Sugar Hill. It's refined. It's, it's, um, it's low key. It's definitely low key, but it definitely hits on a lot of different subjects, brotherhood, family, a lot of things that you miss, you miss uh, in different, in a lot of different black gangster movies or black exploitation films. Uh, it hit on so many different levels and they were both produced by the same guy. Uh, they were produced by a notable uh, producer and screenwriter at the time, Michael, uh, Barry Michael Cooper, another brother. So these were produced by brothers, written by brothers. So, you know very important because it was and i think it's very important because i recently was watching a uh a documentary about uh good times and and just how uh they had to relate being an all-black cast of actors relating to a you know a, a set of white authors i mean white screenwriters producers and then trying to make a, sh a, a show together about the black experience it was good to see uh two different instances the black experience with drugs and with violence two different lenses these this is what two these movies both provide uh two different lenses of the black experience uh you got to see the community and the and the community aspect of it in new jack city the city aspect how we look at the drug dealer and also you got a chance to see the inner workings of the drug dealer how he came up how he came to be in sugar hill uh what happens to his family how his relationships turn out because of his lifestyle very poignant uh very poignant uh, decision making within both movies and I, I like like I said two lenses of the same situation and I think I think both movies uh, accomplished uh, accomplished that goal all right y'all so we're gonna call it a wrap for tonight like I said I'll be back tomorrow to, uh, tomorrow night with the sports report we're going over some college basketball we'll go over the scores some of the some of the uh, top scores over the weekend uh, we'll also be going over the top 25 as well we got some basketball news to talk about also, and then uh, I'll be giving you guys a baseball update as well. I'm pretty sure uh, spring training is underway. I do believe we have some, well, yeah, it's just a lot of, just a lot of nonsense and drama going on with Bryce Harper. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. All right, y'all. So we're going to call it a wrap for tonight. I will see you guys tomorrow night. If anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. Y'all have a good night. Be sure to follow me on Instagram, L Jamal Ajani. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. You can also follow me on Facebook as well at L Jamal Ajani. All right, y'all. Peace out.